Slava Slava Navika, glory be to Jesus Christ, glory be forever. This is Father Basil and doing another podcast. Hope everyone's doing well wherever you're listening from today. A very snowy day where I live. Lots of snow. So everyone drive safely. So I'm continuing to read from this book, Light for Life, Part 3, The Mystery Lived, from God With Us Publications. And we were talking about the spiritual life, gaining experience in a spiritual life, and how we can become mature as adults in our spirituality. And this part of the chapter is called Cancers of the Soul. At the beginning of spiritual growth, morality tends to be directed against sinful actions, behavior which violates the commandments. Motivation for Christian living often tends to be self-centers, avoidance of hell and acquisition of heaven, reward and punishment. As we become more experienced, we come to understand and to deal with the attitudes behind these actions. We begin to recognize the compulsions underlying our sinful acts, what we call the passions, and the positive forces informing any good we do, those affirmative habits we call virtues. As we grow in our understanding of the spiritual warfare, we become aware of this ordered movements of our broken humanity which underlie sinful actions. Indulging these impulses serves to create or increase a dependence upon them, leading to what today we might call addictions. When a person is bound in this way, relationship with God recedes more and more to the background of life. The term passions appears frequently in the writings of the Eastern Fathers. With it, they would describe how the desires of our mind and body could and often do become our Lord. Through a misguided love of self, we become in fact slaves of inclinations, which serve as well, which serve us well when they are kept in control. But talk tyrannize us if they are left unchecked. We think that by indulging them, we will get what we want or need. In reality, it is these passions which demand that we serve them, often without regard for our true well-being. In this, they very much resemble what today's psychologists call addictive behaviors. The fathers compiled many lists of the passions, often offering ways of dealing with them and keeping them subdued. Perhaps the clearest of these classifications is that of those fathers who identified some as passions of the body and others as passions of the soul because they stem from our human relationships. Thus, St. John of Damascus included in the first group the passions of hedonism, gluttony, drunkenness, fornication, theft, gambling, idleness, and occult practices. Among the passions of the soul, John numbers impiety and blasphemy, expressing disorder in a person's relationship with God, then anger, bitterness, gossip, 
hypocrisy, ingratitude, insensitivity, vanity, flattery, grief, and fear manifesting the chaos in our human relationships. At the root of all these passions, however, is the one John calls their most evil mother, pride. The passions are often the fruit of previous free choices, frequently guilty choices which have left an inclination and desire for something that is harmful. They are often similar to addictions. As St. John Climacus notes, God neither caused nor created evil, and therefore those who assert that certain passions come naturally to the soul are quite wrong. What they fail to realize is that we have taken natural attributes of our own and turned them into passions. For instance, the seed, which we have for the sake of procreating children, is abused by us for the sake of fornication. Nature has provided us with anger as something to be turned against the serpent, but we have used it against our neighbor. We have a natural urge to excel in virtue, but instead we complete we compete in evil. Nature stirs within us a desire for glory, but that glory is of a heavenly kind. It is, a nat it is natural for us to be arrogant against the demons. Joy is ours by nature, but it should be joy on account of the Lord and for the sake of doing good to our neighbor. Nature has given us resentment, but that ought to be against the enemies of our souls. We have a natural desire for food, but not surely for profligacy. They need to be healed, usually by consciously making the opposite or moral choice when they move us to act. This builds up a healthy habit, which is called a virtue. The passions are to be transformed. They are curable through abstinence and love by cooperation with the grace of the Holy Spirit. They can become life-giving rather than death-dealing. Many Eastern Fathers identified the following with some variation as the principal afflictions which result in numerous temptations and sinful acts. In some, like gluttony, it is the body which is imposing its wants on the mind. In others, it is the mind itself which is out of control. Gluttony may be manifested as overeating, various forms of eating disorders, gourmandizing, dependence on a rich quality of food, an inordinate attachment to certain kinds of foods, or an extreme fussiness about what one won't eat. Fornication may be seen in a similar variety of sexual compulsions, from dependence on pornography to a range of sexual activities. Avarice, a covetousness, a greed for anything, money, clothes, cars, gambling, entertainment, etc., can come to dominate life more and more if indulged. Bitterness or dejection. The remembrance of supposed injuries, such as being passed over for honors or promotion, all coupled with envy of those who have achieved what we have not. Anger, as a passion, is a generally directed at those whom we feel have affronted us, 
rather than a righteous indignation at the injustices affecting others. Anger in turn breeds resentments and a spirit of unforgiveness which can dominate life. Acidia or listlessness, spiritual lethargy, a waning of interest and spiritual concern, such as prayer, attending divine service, etc. This developing habit of neglect, negligence is sometimes camouflaged by a busyness with trivial pursuits and the insistence that there is this no time for prayer, often referred to as the noonday devil because it tends to surface later in the spiritual life. Vainglory or self-esteem, a love of the praise of others, often leading to a tendency to parade our achievements so as to win such praise. Pride, a sense of our superiority over others, sometimes manifested in forgetting our own sins and developing a sense of self-sufficiency, the conviction that our own worth is the source of our strength and that when we are that strong, we no longer need others, the community or even God. The end of pride is the effective absence of self-knowledge and the denial of God's grace. At the beginning of the spiritual life, the war with the passions consists in great part in deliberately undertaking and performing what is diametrically opposed to our passions. For instance, to conquer avarice, we should give money away freely. To fight pride, we should choose some degrading occupation. To overcome a craving for amusements, we should stay at home and so on. Perseverance in the struggle has often seen has often been seen as depending on strategies as the following. We are advised to keep constantly in our mind the remembrance of God and of his love for us, that in a short time our life will be over, and that until then we can expect to be in a constant struggle with sin. Most of all, we are urged to become people of prayer, continually commending ourselves to God. As was mentioned before, the root of all these passions is what some call, fathers call philatia, that disordered self-love our, of our broken human nature that puts our feelings, concerns, and interests at the center of our personal world. Not surprisingly, most of these tendencies are exalted in our society today as the virtue of selfishness. So, these are introduction to the cancers of our soul. I like the way this book put it, the cancers of our soul. And what it means by cancer is that it eats away at our relationship with God. It makes us uh, distant from God. It, it, it kills our, um, the graces that God has given to us. So these are all cancers of the soul. So again, gluttony, fornication, avarice, covetousness, bitterness, dejection, anger, acidia, listlessness, vainglory, self, self-esteem, pride. These are all, you know, um, very, very 
dangerous, uh, sinful actions that we can, that we have to battle against all the time. Okay, but we have to remember, as I will read, and probably the next time I, um, I talk, will be how do we, uh, defeat these passions in our life. And how do we grow in virtues, which is so important to us. All right. God bless you. Have a good day.